Boy, this is, um, yeah, this is interesting. The Bucks are 30 and 13. It's, how do we say this? So, I think, I've made no bones about the fact that this season was really interesting and then it stopped being interesting. I'm going to be bothered now by the unfalsifiable premise of this whole thing now. Just being honest. Excuse me. Like we'll never know. (laughs) Uh, We'll never know. And so, look, anybody who played ball, anybody who's a hooper knows that the coach uh, can lose. It's like a quarterback. A coach can do a couple things. They can lose a game a lot more than they can win a game. And it's a player's league and all the other stuff. You've heard in the other 27 podcast, semi-quasi defending Griffin or at least making fun of the people who like made this this weird last stand. How do we not get a year? So the New York kind of New York East Coast kind of media gets a good rap or a bum rap or whatever else. We're just never going to know. And privately or semi-publicly, but just in the group chat or whatever else, I've been talking for at least a good six months about the Greek Mafia. And so, as everyone knows, it's, uh, what is it, 2 o'clock p.m. on the, on the East Coast. Everybody knows that there's talk, Jajante uh, Murray talk. And I've been saying privately for a little bit, yeah, that's, nothing is ever, 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 ever as Chris passes Glenn, big dog, with 130 more games or whatever. Like, the Greek Mafia is never getting broken up as far as I can see, right? And as someone who thinks he's pretty clear-eyed about the nature of the NBA, I really haven't had a problem with that. But, like, every fourth game when people are like, Connaughton sucks, it's like he, it's a pack. <laughs> clearly it's like a package deal. And perhaps, again, as I always say, Maybe in the athletic or elsewhere, people are doing great journalism about all of this kind of stuff. And it's not just Chris Haynes, like Giannis' cousin-in-law or whatever that is, sitting on his couch tweeting about stuff. But but in a real like NBA with the media landscape, there'd be, there'd be a Jordan rules, right? There'd be a Jordan rules. For those who don't know, 1990, 1991, I think it was going into the last championship, there was a book written um, by Sam Smith, really just describing, it's become sort of bigger in the, again, I should probably summarize this, it's going to be five minutes. Uh, this feels, I'll be honest, this feels like a 14-minute pot. So if you don't know what the Jordan rules is, maybe this the day they fired Griffin an hour ago isn't probably the time to talk about it. But basically what it revealed is that Michael Jordan really was kind of a character more than anything else. He didn't like to lift weights with the guys because they could lift more than him, but basically just the alpha, the alpha version of Jordan. And that he was also really funny if you weren't too sensitive and was always talking and they were, they were always going back and forth. And 
a lot of locker room kind of stuff more than anything else. It sort of got recontextualized into this idea that that he was really hard on teammates or anything like that. But that's not really what the book was about. The book was basically like this wasn't like to be like Mike Jordan. That hadn't been his image was basically perfect up to this point. And it was like it wasn't exactly that. When are we getting the Machiavellian Giannis book? Or who's talking about it? Am I missing this? Because I think the last thing before I... I'm just obviously mumbling into my phone. The last thing was that Gian, Giannis lost faith. Yeah. So we have a bunch of... Dis- as we think about this out loud in real time, we have a bunch of different dynamics going here. Uh, obviously, the team looks like doo-doo. And as I've said before, I'm not even watching these games. Like, like, but, but also schedule wise, like, why would I watch the Pistons? Why would I watch the Bucks play the Pistons twice? <laughs> and then guys look like they couldn't care less. So you have this. You have a couple different dynamics. You have whatever the team seems to be doing, and how bad the team looks, and the lack of effort, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, so. That you would tend to, like, on, on an oversight level, you blame that on a coach, but on a player level, you're blaming the players. Players not knowing where they're supposed to be standing becomes a little bit of both. But then, you know, Jackson comes in, other people look better. So you have, you have I mean, it's, it's two buckets. It's the stuff you would typically blame on the coach and the stuff that you would more broadly blame on both the players and the length of NBA season. And every season, the players get paid more. The regular season matters less and less and less and less. And this is a team that's been to the playoffs, been to the finals, been deep in the playoffs. Failed, succeeded, the whole thing. Right. Um, so you got the big question. All these big questions. So who fi- So again, who hired Griffin? Was it Horst? Was it ownership? Was it a package deal to get the Giannis? Giannis resigned, like all this stuff we kind of talked about at the time, but like I'm going to need some answers now because, or just at some point, because again, the unfalsifiable premise of we're never going to know, and I've been saying this whole year, championship, I think it's still a championship. And people are like, oh no, but again, <sighs> some of these people, Kendrick, these terminally online people, again, don't really recognize like, The nature of messaging, whether it's correct or not, whether it's correct or not, everybody got caught up in the Griffith messaging. And then Archon and those people are like, I have, you know, like, 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 like you're the senator from the state of, of the Bucks being, I have lost faith in Adrian Griffin. And then they walk it back and be like, hey, I'm just a passionate fan. You know, the Bucks have won eight straight or whatever, eight out of nine or whatever. I'm just a passionate fan. No, see, this is why I lost faith in them. I don't know. It's pretty unprecedented to have this take place. And then people are also like, in the same breath, well, I don't want Doc Rivers. And it's like, okay, why not? Doc Rivers is a champion, like by the same logic. Like I think a lot of people have looked in a lot of cases where he doesn't seem to be that much of a adjusting coach or that he seems to be a roll-off-the-balls coach. So... But he he won the one title with the Celtics and was a game seven give every call to Paul Gasol away from having two rings with the Celtics. 
That's typically the way that I tend to look at coaching guys. This can help sometimes, but like the players have to do it. So what kind of coach does the Greek mafia want? What kind of coach does he want? Because (laughs) the Smoothie Mafia, I mean, look, we've already known this, right? But they, they should just name it Smoothie King Arena at this point. Like, it's his team. And I'm just interested. It's not even really judging, but like, what was it? What was it with the 30 and 13 team with the new Hall of Famer? We can extrapolate and see the things that we can see, but was it... Was it not serious enough for him? Was it too serious? Was it too hard? Was it too in your face? Did he learn from the Jason Kidd experiment? Was Jason Kidd like a growing step, but he didn't want that? Like, what is it? Like, I want to know. Because, again, this feels now a lot in a not cultural way, but in, in a not racial way. But this feels like David Blatt now. Cavs hired David Blatt. And who knows, like, David Blatt would have been just fine as the Spurs coach. But he wasn't like deferential or he just didn't have the game or he didn't have the hand or he didn't have the agents, but it was like getting some foreign guy, some out outsider is a better word than foreign, but just getting some outside force wasn't really going to like rock for a long time a LeBron world. And clearly Griffin wasn't meant for Giannis world. And so whatever name comes out with or, or Haynes or any of these guys, I'm sure. Because we can always we can already guess the Stephen A take. We know what the Stephen A. The Stephen A take is going like the just general first take, the first take Nick Wright take. We can generally assume that it'll just be like. Narrative wise, it's going to be a clock is ticking on the books kind of thing, because that's what they want to do. But just also like, how do you narrativize this? Us wasn't getting it done. People just want something to say. So they'll kill him for getting the coach fired if it doesn't work. And if it works, it'll be like everything. Everything ultimately is in in service of an elevating of the stakes. So this elevates the stakes even more. Right. Like if Luca gets Jason Kidd fired tomorrow, this will help them promote countdown narratives and what is this new thing? Well, how is it going to look with this new thing? How is it going to look with this new player? We're, are we the number one and the number two offense now? And we kind of understand why that's sort of fraudulent. But, like, the thing is, we're never going to see what this thing looked like in the playoffs. And somebody else is going to take over Tony Dungy's team and win the championship is kind of what I think and kind of what I thought before. But it was interesting. And because I'm not married to any of these takes, I can just say again, (laughs) we're looking at this team. Do you think we're getting rid of Chris or Brooke or Pat? Like, tell me you guys are smarter than me. Malik Malik makes every shot. He can't guard anybody either. So we have Dame Lillard and Malik. That was the same thing with Murray. Okay, so we have Murray. I guess he's like a long guy and have a little bit more defense, but he's a mid-range kind of just kind of all around big guard. And they put him next to Trey Young. What do we do in the playoffs with all these minus defenders? And I don't know. Like, what do you like? Malik makes every shot. 
Like he makes like I can't think of anybody, including Dame. I'd I'd more want to have an open shot in the corner or whatever. So maybe that means he doesn't. I don't know. Does that mean he doesn't play the end of games because we got to play Chris some kind of way? But okay, so now we have Malik and Dame and Chris, or do we just have? You know, we know Chris doesn't really like to shoot too much at the end of games, so we do have Chris just kind of fake passing and taking one shot in the last five minutes. How does that get reconciled? I welcome our alien overlords, whoever that will be, whether it's Doc Rivers, whoever else, to figure that out. But that's the question of this team right now. Is Brooke Lopez really getting diminishing returns and all that kind of stuff? But again, like I always say, like there's there's playoff veteran stuff and then there's like regular season stuff. And I was fully prepared to be like, okay, Brooke Lopez can still be the T-Rex in the middle in spots in the future. But... Stock market is down. Um, that, that, that remains the question. That remains the question. And by all means, you, uh, listener, uh, I should say... Um, I think right before I went to grab the phone, um, somebody asked a question about the acquisition of assistant coaches. Like, how do we how do we get a free free agent assistant coach? That's that's a good question. That's a good question. I don't. And here's what I'll say. Thirteen minutes. I don't particularly have any answers to this. You can think that this was Stotts. Like the Stotts story has now jumped the line to one of the fun, like the funniest stories of all time. But. It doesn't mean that Stotts was going to be the answer. And it none of these things necessarily mean anything. And I think people are continue to be kind of stuck in binary thinking on that. But what we've learned is like Griffin isn't the guy. And we can jump right to will Griffin get a ring when this thing works out in the playoffs, which it will because we've got Giannis and Dame Lillard. Will Adrian Griffin get a ring? Will they <laughs> rehabilitate? Like what is he going to say? It's uh, it's four fourteen. It's uh, four four. It's four fourteen. It's it's three fourteen central. I can't wait to hear what he's gonna say about this, cause man. Uh, but those are the questions. Those are the questions right now. Um, Kyle said, "How insufferable is everyone gonna be?" Um, I think that was Alice. Alex asked the other question. Um, everyone can be insufferable, but ultimately. Adrian Griffin in the regular season has the greatest winning percentage of any. He's got the same winning percentage as Bootnalls or a couple points up. We were doing the regular season thing. And I don't feel like I heard enough lip service of people saying, oh, yeah, but now we know the regular season doesn't matter or whatever. People are just like, this sucks. And I agreed this sucked. But we were 30-13. Um... I'm still not scared of the Celtics or Sixers. Like, again, Joel Embiid in this fraudulent Adam Silver lead, we just got all the standards. In this fraudulent lead, Joel Embiid scored 5,000 points last night. <laughs> and um, Carl Anthony Towns, what do you have, like 60 or something like that? And then they came back in. Like, the, the league is a joke. Um, More importantly, <clears throat> more importantly to all this discourse, everybody should feel sorry for me because this totally ruins totally ruins just wrecks the bucks trailer i was halfway done with
the that I was going to drop in between the three point contest and the dunk contest on All Star Weekend with Griffin and all this kind of stuff. I should probably just spoil it now. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but this wrecks my plans for a truly chaotic "The Sky Is Falling" trailer. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and whoever made the joke that all it took was to only beat the Pistons by nine to get you fired is a pretty funny. State of Affairs, is there anything else that we haven't talked about? Um, Would Jason Kidd win a title with this team this year? Who's the... I, I guess this would be a pretty interesting way of stating it. Who is the median coach for the never-picked-up-a-ball nerds of Bucks Twitter? Who's the median acceptable coach right now? For your Milwaukee Bucks. Like, what's his name? The Pacers coach won with the Lakers, right? Darvin Ham looked pretty good and it didn't look good. Like, this is all kind of the thing. It's a motivational position. Uh, with that being said, I, I look forward to the Udoka-level stories about Griffin. I mean, that'll be fun too, right? But this is... Now 1,000% the what-if season as we wait for April, where this stuff starts to matter again. Again, in the playoffs, you trade for a defender, you have enough defense on the floor, and you run and gun with your two Hall of Famers. You should be in every game, and we shouldn't experience... I mean, even this season, we didn't really experience the offensive lulls in the same kind of way that we did previously. We just also weren't relying... It's, I don't. I guess we were still relying on fake shooting. The fake shooting wasn't. We weren't relying on fake Pat Connaughton kind of guys shooting. Like, if as a rule of thumb, under playoff conditions, then you kind of assume that you're forty percent. At least for the Bucks. I mean, certainly not for other teams, but at least for the Bucks, it's like all of a sudden you're forty percent three point shooters or like thirty five percent free throw, uh, three point three point shooters. Um, kind of when it matters, and then the guys who all year were like forty one percent from three are like. Like, it's straight, it's 2 of 7 kind of stuff, but it, all of a sudden it's not the same thing. And uh, for, I'm sure something else more interesting will will come of this, but we were going to win the title before and we're going to still win the title. We're like, why, why can't we win a title with Doc Rivers? Like, Doc Rivers rolled out the balls, if it indeed it is Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers rolled out the balls for the Sixers. But, I mean, he had two of the biggest choking dogs of all time. Like, he can roll out the balls for us. Maybe that's better. Maybe that's what we need. But it was kind of the same thing with Mark Jackson. It's kind of the same thing with all these guys. Was it just simply that Adrian Griffin wasn't likable enough to hold this position? Because everybody tends to like Mark Jackson and Doc Rivers and a lot of these guys. They tend to kind of get along. I'm not sure how much golf they're playing and how much whatever else. But, yeah, and I don't know. And I try to tell you the stuff I know, and I just... I'm not going to tell you the stuff I don't know. But what I'm sort of uncomfortable with is how susceptible all of you are to media propaganda. But, I mean, that's just about all I can say. Uh, Take the points in the playoffs. Take, 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 the, take the three points in the playoffs. The Bucks, uh, the, the Bucks, the pass, the Packers passing on that field goal. We said immediately that was 2004 
Philadelphia Eagles vibes. Take take the three points if you want to win. But fun season. Future is bright. Uh, we will be recording Wi-Fi willing a kind of our big episode Thursday. And I'll just wait to see what everybody says. But uh, again, are you not entertained? I'm entertained by all of this. And at least it will give us a reason to watch the next five games in a way that I really haven't focused on the game since we blew out the Celtics. Uh, Because they just weren't worth anybody's time, really. Yeah, man. Go Bucks. Zip it up. Zip it out. That's, uh, what is that, 20 20 minutes uninterrupted? That's, That's long enough.